Konnichiwa! And hey y'all, I'm Leslie. And I'm Laria, welcome to Sumo Kaboom! Where we talk about all things sumo. That's right, and today we are talking about brothers. Brothers, brothers, brothers. there were no such brothers. That, we can do that because it's parody, right? Uh, I'm sure we can. I'm sure we can. That's one of our favorite songs. We sing it all the time around we, the house. We actually do. But we do. change the words to sisters. Sister. Okay, we won't do that We again. can't, yeah, we can't say sisters. But we're doing this because if you don't know, there's a couple of brothers that are in the top division in this next sumo basho it has happened before yeah oh yeah brothers is nothing new brothers is nothing new and i believe if i'm remembering this correctly it's the 18th pair of brothers that's been in the secretary ranks the top two ranks right of sumo so this is not you know highly unusual or anything but we thought oh what a great invitation to look at these two guys, look at some pairs of brothers historically, and right. then look at the two guys that are in sumo right now as brothers. And so that's what this episode is all about. But first, bingo. bingo. Kachikoshi Bingo is coming right up. By the time this episode airs, the bingo cards will be live. Yeah, you'll need to run out and get those cards stacked. Yeah, last time we had a couple hundred people playing. We had like over 260, what was it, 268 or Oh, more? maybe it was like almost 300. I forget. I can't remember. I don't know, but there was a lot of people playing bingo, and the more people that play, the faster the Kachikoshi comes. So, snag yourself a card. What you do is uh, we'll share the link, or you can go to our website, watch Sumo, and play bingo. As soon as somebody gets a kachikoshi, you put an X in their square, and you know, if you get five across, up and down, whatever, whatever, you win bingo, okay? And what do you get when you win bingo? You win jam that Leslie has made, and maybe that I've helped find the fruit for. Yeah, our our beautiful little hands have handpicked this fruit. Yes, that is true. That is very, very true. It's jam filled with love. And also bragging rights, which is really what you want. Yeah. You want to just be the biggest jerk to everybody else who lost and just reign supreme. (laughs) That's right. You also get a listener spotlight on the show. Yeah, we we do a little what's this winner all about segment. And I have to tell you, we just got ourselves a laminator. So you never know what else you might get this time around. I'm going to laminate some (laughs) shit out of some stuff and I'm going to mail it to you. <laughs> also, the last couple of bashos, the Tachiai Blanc guys sent cookies. That's to right. The winner. Yeah. So we hope that happens again. If not, uh, it'll be the most amazing jar of jam. <laughs> we don't right. know what kind of jam. It could be grape jam from our stolen from the church grapes. In other words, there's a story behind the jam. But it's always made with love. Yes. But that's not the only thing that we're going to talk about before we get into the brothers. Take it away. Newsflash. Is that what you meant? Okay. Yeah, or it could be, <laughs> hey, we just got we just got some more fan art this week. We did get so, some fan art, which I was so excited about. I was too. Thank you to Rod and Katie who put together this really nice. Have you shared it on video? I have. Oh. I haven't shared it you yet, shared but it yet? I will. By the time this episode is out, we will share it okay. because it's too it's good. We totally encourage fan art, <laughs> good or bad. I don't care if it's your five-year-old child that does it. Like we love fan art. Yes, it's wonderful. It's these two people, it's these two sisters leaning out of a closet. Yeah, two two girls, one closet, yeah. and that is uh, the theme the of how this podcast comes together. Yep. All right. So for real news flash. Okay, 
Takata Fuji announced that he had another son last April. I know it's been a while, but he really he kept it. April. Yeah, he kept it private. And so he mentioned it this last week when he was interviewed and he said that he wants to make it back up to Sanyaku because he hasn't been in Sanyaku since he had his first son four years ago in 2016. So now that his second child is born, he wants to make it back up to Sanyaku so his Aww. children can see it. Dad wants to perform for his kids. I know. I just what is love... not to love about this guy? I know. He's just a stand-up guy. I like this guy. Okay. Midori Fuji has a herniated disc. Oh, no. Yeah. Where? He suffered it um, early in February, and he took some time off to heal, and he said it was causing him incredible pain, so much that yeah. he could barely walk. He also said he started wrestling again with much uh, lower-ranked wrestlers like Makushida or below, and he says he should really be ready to go in this next tournament, but I fear that will not be the case. Do you know where it was? Is it neck or low back? Do you know? I think it's back, but like I don't know. Low, high? Don't know? No. Okay. <laughs> I do news, but I don't get that specific. <laughs> Sorry. I don't have the time to be like, it was the lower lumbar L74. Yeah, I totally want to know that stuff. I'm like, where was it? L3? Well, then you do the news. Um, and there it is. And there it is. <laughs> A little whiplash there. <laughs> mm. Okay, so Takakesho is still a little bit nervous about the next spa show. Um, he does say he's about four kilos, which I had to do the conversion See? because I still don't know what the conversion is. Nine pounds. It's about 8.8 .8 pounds. Yeah, nine it's pounds. A little, it's like 2.2. 2.2, yeah. Times See? it times 2.2. Yeah. Anyway, so he's a little lighter, which is good. But he says he's changed up his regimen and how he practices and trains. So he says he's doing good. He's very careful about his training and trying to stay healthy after that left ankle injury that has kind of continued to plague him. He says, I mean, he's Kataban, and so a lot is riding on this tournament. But um, like the rest of them all say, they're ready to wrestle. Great. Another one, Mitaki Yumi, is fine. He's just Fine. Well, and and we should give the background on that. Yeah. He, it was a training session. It was a joint session yeah. training, and he injured his right peck after like the 20th match with Kakadu. Yeah. And he really looked like he was in pain. Yeah. He said he was in pain and he quit wrestling for the day. He kind of went home. But and I will say, I was watching that mm -hmm. day and all of the Americans, like, you know how you can, you know, yeah. people chat in the little chat box. Yeah. All of the Americans in the chat box were like, oh no, Mitagiyumi's hurt. What's he going to do? Mm -hmm. Like, we were all so invested in the guy and then I was like I, I thought I wonder what all the Japanese people are saying so I snagged some of the chats mm -hmm. and I took it over to Google Translate and all of the Japanese <laughs> chats were like oh there's nothing wrong with that guy get him back in there he's just being weak <laughs> I thought wow there's a cultural difference there oh be safe Mitaki Yumi but all 155 PCR tests of all the wrestlers, Gyojis, all the people behind the scenes came back negative. So Fantastic. that's incredible news. They have another test on the 10th, which everybody will have to go through again. And it may be more extensive. It may be more people. But that says to me that, okay, they really are being more consistent about keeping everybody under lock and key and making sure everybody is healthy and safe going into this next tournament. At least I hope that's what it means. All right. Shall we launch into the history portion of this? Yes. Completely unrelated. Um, can we talk about Meghan Markle and, <laughs> and Harry? 
Oh, I'm, I'm dying to see no, where this is going to go. Well, no, it's not related at all. The only thing I kind of wanted to say is that, you know, the royal family kind of seems like dysfunction junction most of the time, right? Uh-huh. I mean, all throughout history, Sometimes, it's been yeah. dysfunction junction. And the family I'm about to talk about is also <laughs> kind oh. of dysfunction junction. Okay. Somewhat of a dynasty, if Sumo has kind of a dynasty. But there are two lives that they're not parallel, really. But that when you have so much extra press, like so many more eyeballs, it doesn't always end well. It doesn't always end up with... Well, that's a pressure cooker of an environment there, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to talk today about the Wakataka brothers. Great. But uh, the history of how they came to be as part of this kind of sumo dynasty, just like the royals. They're just like the royals. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm dying to know... Which brother is like which character? Oh, like is William? Gonna... Yeah. Oh no. Okay, so is Harry Takanahana? No, uh, no. I well. Okay, so <laughs> Prince Harry, if he was Wakanahana or Takanahana, I would say. Oh, ma- oh, it's it's really hard. Oh. It's really hard to say because one of them has kind of like a bad boy streak, and then the other one not so much, but. It's kind of reverse. Anyway. I was hoping they would fit right in there neatly. Yeah. I'd be like, is Megan a sumo wrestler? Would she be? The pretty girl, the truth teller that comes in and says, it's terrible in here. (laughs) It's really terrible. No. Maybe the... Who's the queen? Well, Hakaho would be the queen. Well, well, yeah, but this is before Hakaho time. So that would be the uncle. Anyway, (laughs) I'm going to stop because it makes no sense. The royal family is in no way... (laughs) connected and anyway their stories are very very dissimilar anyway here we go like laurie said currently we have many pairs of sumo brothers in fact all throughout history we've probably had lots and lots and lots of sumo brothers i mean i kind of imagine in ye old days like if you had a lot of mouths to feed and you had a lot of boys and you'd be like why don't we send you over to be housed and fed by the training camp by guys. the training camp guys <laughs> You just so, hang out with them. Hang out with those guys, learn how to do sumo, and then, yeah, um, we'll catch up with fields. you later, right? <laughs> That's how I imagine it going. But for real, like, I do think that all throughout history, there have been people who have had to send their kids off, and they probably sent off brothers. But there was an extraordinary, there have been a couple of extraordinary ones, like the very first Yokozuna, Yokozuna Tanakaze, had his baby brother, who was Date Gaseki. I just bastardized that name, who rose to the rank of Maegashira 1. Now, that was back in the 1790s. Cut to kind of modern day-ish, more modern day. Right now we have Wakataka Kage, we have Wakamoto Haru, we have Wakatakamoto, we have the Waka brothers. And we have the Chio brothers. Right. And the Waka brothers, they're grandchildren of Komusubi Wakabayama, Chiomaru, and yeah, his little brother, Chiotori. So many more, probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, of all these sumo brothers, not all of them make it to be Yokozunas at the same time, unless, unless... You are from the Hanada dynasty, perhaps. And that's what happened when the Wakataka brothers, as they're called, arrived onto the sumo scene in the 1990s. And before that, their own father and uncle dominated the sport. And that's when the official dynasty kind of began. And you watched these guys, right? Yes. You've seen them wrestle. Yes, I have. Yeah. Every step of their path, though, in this whole family has kind of been publicized being the children of former Ozeki Takanahana and their uncle, Yokozuna Wakanahana I. So in a nutshell, all eyes were on these two kids as they grew up within the sumo world. 
of course, before we talk about the Wakataka brothers, we got to talk about who came before them. And we got to talk about who the original Wakanahana and Takanahana were. Now, the earliest Wakataka brother duo wrestled back in the 1950s. Although the baby brother, he was literally born when the older brother was wrestling. They were 22 years apart. Wow. Yeah. The older brother, um, his Shikona name is Wakanahana Kanji. And he was born to apple farmers. Okay. So a brutal typhoon came through, destroyed their crops. And due to that, they had to figure out how to survive. Now, at the time, their father had been sent off to fight in the war. And so he came back from the war. I think he was injured in battle. So he couldn't do a lot of the physical work on the farm. Anyway, the responsibility of taking care of the family fell squarely on the son's shoulders of taking care of the family. But the typhoon came through and just destroyed everything. And so he found a job as a longshoreman, which is kind of like somebody who works on the docks. And so different companies that probably worked on the docks would have impromptu sumo matches. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, he was entered in. Now, he went into the sumo match. He did not win. But at the time, there was a sumo wrestler who was coming through town on a sumo tour who was like a a top ranked wrestler. Mm -hmm. And he saw him and he was like... Uh, hey, buddy, Dude. you pretty strong. Um, Why don't you try sumo wrestling? And he was like, oh, well, I got to take care of my family, you know. And he was like, no, no, no. Like, I think you got the goods. I'm making some of this up. But the, the general story, the, their conversation I'm making up. Okay. There is no. There's no dialogue. I think, you said, I, I think you got the goods. I think you got the goods. I wonder how you say that in Japanese. I don't know. Um, Japanese should... listeners... Yeah. Please hit us up with um, the direct translation of, I think you got the goods. Yeah. (laughs) So um, he went to his father and his father said, okay, I'll make a deal with you. You can go be a sumo wrestler, but if you do not make it into the secutory within three years, you got to come home. Okay? Okay. So he was like... Okay, I've got three years to do this. And so he was strong and he was determined and he joined the sumo stable Yishonoseki and he learned about sumo. He made it up to the Sekitori within three years and he continued to dominate the sport. Actually, for most of the 50s, he was nicknamed the devil of the dojo. He became a Yokozuna in 1958 and In his heyday, he was so wildly popular that millions of people, there was like this one time where like when he had like this main rival and over like 60% of all Japanese households tuned in to watch his matches. He won 10 Makauchi championships and was known for just being this brilliant, brilliant technician. He was 5'10", 231 pounds. So he was not huge. Yeah. But he had a lot of just incredible skill and he could vary everything he was throwing at his opponents. So he actually retired in 1962, but that's when he went on to become a stable master at the Futogayama stable. And that's where he would train his baby brother and who would eventually in his own right become a champion as well. He joined his brother's stable and he became known uh, eventually as Takanohano Kenshi. He was nicknamed the Prince of Sumo because he had really good looks and he had a very slight, slim build. He never achieved Yokozuna status, but under his brother's tutelage, he became one of the greatest Ozeki of all time. He held the rank for 50 tournaments. That's about eight years of being an Ozeki. That's kind of amazing to That's me. It's like Guido. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just not 
common that somebody can hold the rank for that long. And he actually got to Makauchi by the age of 18, which I think was a record for the time. He was an incredible athlete, and he was the last man to beat the great Yokozuna Taiho. He earned many a prize, including nine special prizes, four technique prizes, two Bosho's in 1975, yet he still was not Yokozuna. And he and his older brother, Wakanahana, were the first brothers ever to reach top division tournament titles. Considered too light in his physique to ever be Yokozuna, he was never promoted. He retired in 1981. Wait a minute. I thought you saw them wrestle. And now you're talking to me about people that were wrestling 40 years before. So what? Yeah. So do you know who this is? The father and the uncle of the Wakataka brothers. The f- so, so there's the a Waka- kid, the 22, the kid that was 22 years younger mm-hmm. than the shoreman. That is the father of the two brothers that you watched wrestle in 1998? Is yes. that what you're telling me? Yes. This was the original Wakataka brother <laughs> duo. and The, the, the original the, uh, mm-hmm. and then the two sons of the Ozeki of the kid who was 22 years yes. younger became the other two brothers. Wakataka brothers. <laughs> I know. Trust <laughs> me, when I was researching this, it's actually really hard because I knew about them, but I didn't know about their history. But it's like very jarring in the brain to just be like, oh, they're all called the same thing. Yeah, they all have the same And then there name. is also a, another Wakanahana in the middle who's not related to any of them because the name was passed down. Right. And so he's Wakanahana too. So the Wakataka brothers of the 90s are Wakanahana 3 and Takanahana 2, I believe. Okay. (laughs) Well, so no wonder it seems a little confusing. It is. Because there's a lot of history in the name. Yeah. The original Wakanahana 1. He He was was the shoreman. He was a shoreman. He was a big brute. Yeah. The other guy was slimmer. He was the Ozeki. And the 22 years. The 22 years. Yeah, the yeah. little brother. The little brother. Who trained right. with his older brother. Yes. So the Takanahana is like the Steve Urkel of the mix, like the younger, <laughs> skinnier one. <laughs> yes. The Wakanahana is the big brute. I yes, even though it's... at 5'10 and 231 doesn't seem like it. But at the time... <laughs> He was pretty big. Okay. Okay. So the Steve Urkel, <laughs> Steve Urkel, <laughs> it's just the Steve Urkel Sorry. Ozeki Takanohana <laughs> retired in 1981. But I think that he turned his I didn't make it to Yokozuna energy to his sons. Okay. He started his own stable called the Fujishima Stable after he retired. But years later, when his older brother retired from coaching, he bought out his shares and merged the two stables, which in turn created the most powerhouse of a stable ever containing, listen to this, this is from Wikipedia, the source of all source, one quarter of the like all the top ranked rikishi were at one point in this stable, including two Yokozuna, an Ozeki, and many, many other junior Sanyaku ranks. And during this time, it was undoubtedly the most important and powerful stable the sumo world has ever seen in post-world period. He oversaw the Steve Urkel of sumo. (laughs) He oversaw the promotion of both his sons to Yokozuna. So I've just given you a spoiler. So the brother... Two sons ended up being Yokozuna. He never was. The younger brother of a Yokozuna who only made it to Oseki, Steve Urkel's sons ended up being double Yokozuna as brothers. Yes. At the same time. At the same time. Which is pretty kick-ass. Yes. They were the Wakatakas of the 1990s. What you should also know is that because of the 
fame of their father and uncle, these children had an incredible amount of publicity surrounding their lives. Like their mother was the Okami and their father was the Oyakata. They live in the Oyakata residence. And there was like all this publicity and video footage of the boys joining the stable. And it was like the mother's crying. And now she knows that her life, like with her sons, is going to change because they can't call her mom anymore or dad. They have to call them Oyakata and Okami-san. But there's video of that. And so I, I sense when I talk about Meghan Markle and Prince Harry and William, I do see in some ways that like, oh, their lives are completely not the same. But the fact that they're constantly at a very young age watched and what that does being in a pressure cooker and, and having the world's eyes on you and the expectations of what you're supposed to become has got to have such an effect on you for the rest of your life. And that pressure from a very young age is exactly what you kind of see come out in their life in the later years. Oh, okay, because okay, people either succeed or they completely flame out under that kind of pressure. Right. Or they move to Santa Barbara and they grow their hair long. And I don't know. Oh, sorry. That was a Meghan Markle. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I, was... I completely missed that one. No, I'm comparing Harry and Will at this point. Okay. Got it. Okay. Will is Wakanahana. Harry is okay, that makes Takanahana. Uh, Wakanahana is the older one. And he was born in 1971. And he is shorter, but he had the same sort of fighting spirit as his uncle, the Yokozuna Wakanahana. Now, the younger son, Harry, a uh, Harry, Takanahana. Yeah, at the time they were called Takahanada. Okay. So, even more confusing. They were not allowed to get their um, names. names until they became Ozeki. Right. He. Um, He's more like Steve Urkel. Yeah, he was born 18 months later, and he was sort of gifted physically. Like, he was 6'1". He looked like Yokozuna material. Oh, okay. Okay? Taller. And taller, exactly. And they both trained. Every step of their journey was publicized. The younger brother reached Makauchi at age 17. So okay. he beat his father's record of 18. Okay. So that is another one. So the younger brother... Sped to the top. Yes. And that, in my opinion, might be where some of the friction probably started. Oh, a little foreshadowing I don't know. I don't know. He reached it at 17, but his older brother joined Makauchi's four months later. Okay, so pretty much the same-ish time, but still, probably older brother was like, uh... My baby brother just did this four months ago. I best get on my business. They both reached Yokozuna status, but Takanohana beat the older brother by four years. Okay. So that may be another huge part of it. The younger brother, as Yokozuna, went on to win 21 Bashos compared to the older brother's record of five Bashos. Now, unfortunately, the other brother, like he... He wrestled in the same way his uncle did with like all the varied techniques and he was incredible, but he had lots of tricks in his bag. He unfortunately got injured and those injuries are kind of like what plagued him. This is William. Uh, this is William. Yeah, okay. this is Prince William. Okay. And the little brother, he was kind of the little darling of the sumo world. He looked like he was really going to dominate the sport for a long time. He had the big physicality, the strength and the get go. But apparently he, he was engaged to like a really, really popular pop star. Like Meghan Markle? Yeah, like Meghan Markle. And he broke off the engagement, though. And oh, people were like, shocked. you cannot do that to this beautiful little pop star. And he had sort of been known as like not having a dud of a personality, but like he just didn't maybe possess the hinkaku in the way that you're supposed to. The younger one. The younger doing, one that, that was, was doing, doing really so well. well. Yeah. And um, 
that's when like I think the press was like oh the press turned on him didn't it? a little bit yeah this is so like the royal family it's so dramatic the tabloids just yes. made turned him into an enemy didn't they yeah and I think it's all really quite silly but at the time if I was Takanohana and I felt this incredible pressure within my family yeah and also if you're Yokozuna you can't lose and then outside of that you're also being watched by the tabloids it's the life of somebody who has been in the tabloids since they've 15 years old. Under pressure. What does that do to somebody? So anyway, the older brother, he went on to retire in 2000 and he had some lackluster performances because of the injuries. injuries. He retired. He healed up and tried to do American football for a while. Really? He came oh, over yeah, to the yeah, Arizona yeah. Rattlers. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Rattlers, and he, he tried. Now. He didn't succeed at that. But after that, he ended up going into Chonkonabe business. He became more of like a commentator. He became like a media personality. He was very much out there. What the young, to, well, what happened to Takanahana? Well, at the time, the mother and the father. Okay, yeah. got divorced. Okay. okay. The Oyakata and Okami-san. Now, the mother went on television and kind of aired the family's Uh-oh. business. And she had an affair with somebody else. Now, the children, especially the younger, blamed her for like the breakdown of stuff. So he never forgave his parents or his mother specifically for having this affair, but they got divorced and went their separate ways. And Takanohana, he retired in 2003. He, he like all of the wrestlers, you know, dealt with injuries. Now, around this time, the father, the Oyakata, you know, he had now retired, but he was 55. So when he passed away, that's when like the shit really hit the fan because the brothers, the younger brother, because he stayed in sumo longer, felt he should be doing the eulogy at his father's funeral, okay. where it's traditionally the oldest son's responsibility. Okay. And the younger son complained about it because he said, well, I'm still in the sumo world. I am still doing what father did. I'm still taking over for him and you are not. And the older son was like, it doesn't matter. And so you sense though the younger son tended to make not as great of decisions. Whenever the Harama Fuji crap went down where he beat up somebody, he went to the police, which is actually a good thing, before he went to the JSA. And the JSA was like, anytime this stuff happens, you need to come to us first before the police. And there were allegations of possibly some match fixing. I don't know. Everybody's been accused of match fixing. In a nutshell, he... After years of serving in the JSA, like, pieced out and officially, like, is out of it. And the older brother, uh, he has, like, a blog or whatever. He seems just, like, sunnier and happier. But you can kind of see at the end of it all, it was just a big, complicated, dirty mess. And all of it aired out in the press. Well, and Takanohana sounds like he was willing to shake things up a bit, just like Harry is. Yes. And William was like, I'm here. I'm doing my best. I'm going to retire and step away, but I'm still going to play by your rules. Right. And I will commentate. Right. Uh, and you okay. called him Will just now instead of Wakanahana. Well, no, well, I have to think of him that way <laughs> in order Harry. to. <laughs> yeah. It helps my brain make sense of the story. Yeah. But it's actually, it's hard to look into the history to research an entire dynasty, how it began, yeah. and understand familial pressures that came to affect younger generations and like the expectations set by your uncle and your father years ago and then just trickles down to you and that what that does to a family with fame and everything else yeah sounds like a sounds like a difficult family to be 
a part of sounds like a l- very high expectations were set on these kids. Yeah, it's like and the Kennedys. Like, what are the other dynasties you can think <sighs> of besides... Like, what's going to happen with, you know, like, Brangelina's kids? Like, oh, good yeah. lord. Talk about that pressure. <laughs> yeah. Anybody who's really good at anything is hounded by the press. And right. that's a whole nother skill set that they have but to have. You and I have no idea what that's like. No, we We get don't. excited if we, like you know, were ever mentioned in the paper as like, weren't you like a campfire girl and you got the note in the paper, like the Girl Scout? Like When I won my Wohilo medallion. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's called a Wohilo medallion. Stands for work, health, and love. That's right. Then you were mentioned in the paper, but yeah. that's... But, but it's that's not the same. Not the same. No. Not the same <laughs> as the pressure that I'm sure the Wakanahana Takanahana brothers experienced in their lifetime. That's all I got. Okay, I'm going to talk about the current set of brothers in the Makauchi division. Little Masaya Iwasaki and his elder brother, Takawa. Okay. Also known as Tobizaru and Hida no Umi. Okay. Okay, as I talk about them, I think it helps to create a picture in your mind. Like, this is what I have to do in order to, in order for the info to really sink in, okay? So, I want you to picture these brothers, okay? Okay. I would not have said they look very similar. I think they look pretty dissimilar. But uh, Tobizaru is the younger brother. He has the fantastic eyebrows. He does have, they are very on point. Yes. And he's uh, shorter. Mm-hmm. Tobizaru is uh, 5'9". He's 290 pounds. So that's what he's got going for him. Hida no Umi is the bigger brother. He's 6'1", so he's quite a bit taller. He's 344 pounds, so he's, you know, got 50 pounds on his brother. He's got a bigger belly. He's got chipmunk cheeks, like okay. much fuller in the face. Okay. And you should know right here, they're not going to be fighting each other in Makauchi unless there's a playoff and right. they're each trying to win the Basho. Right. Okay. Because they usually do not have brothers fighting each other unless it's extraordinary circumstances, just because they're blood relations and they're like, eh, these kids probably fought all the time growing up. We don't need to see it. <laughs> At this level. That's that's what I'm guessing, okay? Now, at the outset, I want to tell you, we don't know a lot about these brothers. There's actually very little written about particularly Hida no Umi, but I'm going to tell you what I did find, and we just might have to make up what we don't know, okay? So here we go. Hida no Umi, the older brother who's 31, uh, blood type A. Both oh, of these brothers know. actually have blood type A, oh. which is really good to know. Now, he started sumo at age 10, and he was really into sumo back then. He did sumo all the time in junior high and high school. And actually picture this. He was in high school with Chio Tairu. So imagine Whoa. like he and little Chiro Tairu with little mini sideburns, like really having a good time <laughs> at sumo like club. A 12-year-old Chio Tairu with sideburns is like Isn't my favorite great? image. <laughs> Like Eddie Munster. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so he did super well at all these sumo clubs. He performed well. He was getting awards. And all of that continued as he went into college. And then something shifted in college. We don't know what. But somewhere in the middle of college, mm. he really lost the will to do sumo. So let's make something up here. Maybe he met someone he really fancied. A girl broke his heart. Right. Maybe he really wanted to focus on school instead. Yeah, or he had a bad Bad, like bout of diarrhea that just kept coming back maybe. and just plagued him nervous diarrhea. Yeah, maybe he got really into video games. It was like, I don't want to get up early anymore, fellas. I'm really not into the sumo thing. I don't know. Something sh- 
shifted and uh, he, you know, he did a little bit of sumo here and there, but he did not win any championships in college. Okay. Just didn't, it's, you know, sort of the rose lost its luster there. Yeah. He dabbled in it. Yeah. But a scout from a stable saw him and said, son, I think you've, you've got something here. <laughs> that lazy sumo wrestler over there. I, like I think you. he's got the wood plague video games. That's yeah. the kid I like. <laughs> the one that with your heart broken. I want that guy. <laughs> So he said, yes, that one. (laughs) So uh, Hidanumi, you know, talked with the scout and was like, well, okay. (laughs) All right. All right. (laughs) I'll try it. Yeah. So he signed up for sumo. He went into the professional sumo world in 2012. And because he didn't win any championships in college, he had to start at the lowest rank and work his way up. So starting in 2012, he... Won steadily and climbed ranks and made it to Jurio by 2014. And that's where he changed his name to Hida Naomi. But then he started to have injuries, ankle problems, bicep injuries. He's had a significant head injury. He's been knocked unconscious. Oh, on no. The doyo. He's one of those guys. And he's been in Jurio for the last four years, if I'm understanding correctly. You know how, like, some guys, they'll get up to that top division and then they, they stay right in the mid ranks, yeah. you know, like M10 to M2, yeah. and they just kind of bounce up and down. That's what he's been doing in Jurio. Okay. He just kind of bounces around in Jurio. He has been in Makauchi before. Yeah, I like remember, yeah. six tournaments before, but his highest rank there has been M12, and he's never okay. gotten a Kachikoshi in the top division. So he usually, like, bumps up and then bumps back down and is seems to be most comfortable in Jurio, okay? He has won that division, so... You know, he's not string cheese. He's great. I love string cheese. (laughs) (laughs) I love cheese curds. I love string cheese. I love any type of cheese, except I'm not a big fan of blues and gorgonzolas. But yeah, I will, a good one, I will, on a, like a beet salad, I will definitely go for Yeah, you guys, Leslie is a very big cheese gal. So Hida Naomi is a pusher thruster. He definitely prefers that. Over the belt sumo, he can do belt sumo, but he really prefers pushing and thrusting, okay? So that's the elder brother, Okay. right? Now, Tobizaru is the little brother, but imagine this, okay? You're growing up in a household. You've got an older brother who's really into sumo, (laughs) really into sumo. (laughs) You're uh, like three years younger, and... I mean, just imagine what it's like being a smaller, littler brother of a big kid who's like really into sumo at, I mean, young age. Well, I that's can, like our story. I was not into sumo. No, but you I were was into not musical theater. You no, but at every turn. <laughs> no, but you were in musical theater, and I was doing musical theater because I was looking up to my big sisters. Our look, our stories are very similar. <laughs> To these well, Sumo Brothers well, stories. Well, except that, so I imagine Toby Zora probably got flattened by his older Sumo Brother quite often okay, growing yeah. up, okay? You, yeah. That did not happen. It, Toby Zara was not like the sumo kid that his old elder brother was. Like, right. he was into all sorts of sports. He was a swimmer. He was really into baseball. He did sumo some. You know, he was like, maybe I got to do enough to be able to fight my brother confidently, but he was really into lots of other things. He was throwing a much wider net. From the beginning, that was Toby Zaru. There is nothing, absolutely nothing out there that I can find written about Hidanumi's personality 
I can't find it. I don't Maybe know what. Maybe he's a dud. Maybe. But there it, well, and also I think because he hasn't quite done as well as Toby Zaro right. yet. The, and when you yeah. do better in The sumo, fandom follows. Yeah, 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 yeah. You find out more about the wrestler. But we do know that Toby Zaru has a real, like his personality, he's a real love of learning. We know that he's studying English, mm. right? He loves, loves, loves to read. And always had. And he's got a big love of jokes, like practical jokes, jokes on oh, people. Stand up? We've got a sumo uh, stand up? I don't know. I oh, don't man. Know. Boy, would I love to see that tight five. <laughs> right? <laughs> Toby Zaru, tight five. <laughs> uh, Toby Zaru is shorter, smaller, and way faster than his brother in the sumo ring. He's currently ranked higher than his older brother for this basho. So that's kind of the similarity I'm seeing between the Takana. Wakanahana to Kanahana brothers, right? The littler brother is higher ranked and is faster. Mm-hmm. Okay? So imagine Tobizaru in school. Mm-hmm. He went to school with Hokutafuji. So imagine oh. those two little boys walking along to they school walked together. They walked to school together. Actually, I don't know. I just made that up. I don't know, up. but I like the idea of them like school buddies. I do too. In their little adorable uniforms. Yes, exactly. Now, Tobizaru dreamed initially of being, get this, a child care worker. Well, what a sweetheart. I know. But I can I can see that. Somebody who likes to read, somebody who likes jokes, caring. likes kids. I mean, That's much Toby better than Zara. his older brother, who's so lazy. Just, just totally video games all the time. <laughs> Diarrhea. Uh, so, Toby Zaru went to college. He studied economics Okay, They college. all seem to study economics, They though. do. I don't know but why. Toby Zaru had a change of heart, and at some time said, and then this is a quote, it's a waste to continue in college, and turned oh. pro. So some oh. shift happened to Toby Zaru in college, but this was a shift away from childcare and economics right into sumo. Maybe it was a girl again. Maybe it was the same girl that broke both their hearts. Maybe. Whatever whatever happened in college, I got to know what this was. Yeah, I don't know. Both of them experienced big shifts there. But critically, he decided not to follow his older brother into the same stable. Uh-huh. He said, you know what? I'm going to make my own way. I'm going to join this other stable. So he did not want to train with his older brother at the same stable. Don't know why. Again, we can totally make this up. Drama. Maybe he was sick and tired of doing sumo with his older brother. He was like, I grew up with this. I don't need any more of this. Maybe he was like, you know what? These guys over here prefer to read. I like that better. Is he a middle child? Do we know? No, it's just two in the family. Two boys. Okay. Yeah. So we don't know why, but uh, they ended up in different stables. And Tobizaru debuted in sumo in 2015. It took him three years to climb to Jurio. So it was a slow climb up. He sort of developed along the way. But once he got in the top division, he had a great initial tournament. Totally different experience than his brother had in Makauchi. He was smiling all the way. He made a big splash and people really remember Tobizaru for his spirit and the joy that he exhibited when he first showed up in Makauchi. Yeah, he's he was so exciting to watch. Yeah. His ring name means flying monkey. It's on his apron that he wears in the front. And he's really known for his speed. When he was coming up in the ranks and also in Jurio, he was really known for not meeting his opponents at the Tachiai. But once he got to the top division, he said, that's that's not going to happen anymore. I am going to meet my opponents in the Tachiai. And he's been doing it ever since. He's been more aggressive. And he's also, I think, really benefiting from his stablemates. Like he practices with guys like Endo. He's in a great 
stable that's giving him good skills. So like his brother, he's an Oshi sumo specialist. He prefers to push his opponents rather than get on the belt. But I would say the biggest difference between these two brothers is Tobizaru, he tries a million different things. Mm -hmm. Whenever he's fighting somebody, if one thing doesn't work, he'll give you about 14 other things. He's shifty. He's, He's the master of the foot sweep. He's circling his opponents. Like it's nonstop with Tobizaru when you watch him when you watch him wrestle like it's excitement city Hidenaumi's not quite the same he's like I'm gonna try one or two techniques tops I mean he's still very good at what he does but it's it's not like the attack and shift that Tobizaru does so it's stylistically they're quite a bit different one of the best things I found for Tobizaru was a picture of him from 2014 and he's almost unrecognizable why he looks so skinny he looks like a baseball player oh and when you think gosh this was only five six years ago wow you see the enormous shift that he's made in his body i mean from skinny as a beanpole kid to this big thick sumo wrestler who's super strong it's astounding It, it really shows you what sumo training does to a developing body and and how it changes it. And rice. It's crazy. So anyway, after looking at these two brothers, I still have a bunch of questions about them. We don't know if they get along. We don't know if they meet on the weekends for sumo and sake. We don't know if Hidenoumi is studying English like Tobizaru is. We just don't know a lot about them. There's just so little written on guys in Jurio and below out there. It's a little frustrating from this side of the world. Like, I want someone to write more about these guys in the younger ranks, but I totally get it too like just wait until in the they're in the top and then there's you know 40 guys there that (laughs) you can research and write about so depending on how hidenumi does we might find out more about him in the future and and i hope that happens what i really look forward to is someday sitting down with tobizaru and inner interviewing him with his English and our Japanese and like us trying to figure out how to communicate with each other. Wouldn't that be the best? (laughs) It would be like mostly us being like, do you like cake? I like cake. (laughs) Do you like red wine or white wine? I would be like, I like cake. I would be saying things like, would you mind taking my photograph in front of Thundergate? I don't even, I'm not at that lesson yet. I'm still like, I am Diane Jackson of Ichiban Bank or something. And thank you for coming to pick me up at the airport. Yes. Oh, I haven't learned that yet. (laughs) Oh, anyway, that's what I have to say about these brothers. So we can uh, look forward. I just look forward to the Basho. That's all there is to it. I know. (laughs) Well, I think that is it for our stylist sumo here at Sumo Kaboom. That's right. Tune in again in the future for more info on the sport we love. That's right. Don't forget to get your bingo cards and we will see you next week talking about the Basho. All right. See y'all later. Bye. 